Blog Talk Radio. Hey, folks, good morning. It's Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO. And I tell you, I think it's springtime because we have got a, a beautiful spring storm that's rolling in. It's going to be here for 24 hours. I think we're getting the, the uh, warm weather side of this front that seems to have hit all 48 lower states. It's it's kind of uh, crazy. I know up in the Midwest and over east where my family is, uh, they've had anywhere from 12 and a half to I think almost two feet of snow in some areas. Pretty freaking crazy. Uh, just not the kind of uh, thing. You know, 35 years um, lived in the in in Missouri and the Midwest, and I just truly I hate it. I'll be honest. I just hate doggone cold weather. And I'm one of these kind of guys that now that I live down here, I look and I I love the beauty, don't get me wrong, of seeing the snow, but it's not something that I want to experience on a a daily basis. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to pray for everybody because it's daggum cold, people on the road. I watched one post last night looking at these trucks you know my daddy drove 18 wheelers most of his adult life and it's crazy because they were just lined up saying we are we're going to set we're going to hold this out and i thought man and you may be saying troy what's that have to do with today's topic you know and, and really the weather has a lot to do with today's topic i was talking to my mama yesterday and she was sharing a thought that she had she said why couldn't these people some friends of hers Get on a plane early and just leave town. And I said, well, you know, you can plan, but you, you can't plan around the weather. And once you get a plane ticket, you can only get on and leave when, you, when you're when you scheduled, kind of like a bus. You know, you can't just flip your ticket, and when you do, they charge you hundreds of dollars. And success is that way. You know, you can you can sit around and plan for success and hope that it happens and hope nothing gets in your way. Or you can take the bull by the horns and you can just get started. You know, you don't you don't wait because there's never a perfect time. You know, people that like to go on vacation always want this perfect time to go on vacation. They want everything to line up and they and they live in a utopia. And and I can i I'm speaking from experience. I, I live this, you know, starting about this time of the year, I see a lot of tourists roll through our island. And they all are in this, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful here, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, but it's freaking expensive to live here. Most people spend two weeks of their life in utopia, and they never plan for what it might be like to live there permanently. And if you're going to have success in your life, you've got only not to plan, but to have contingency plans, to realize that directions may change. But the very first step in success is learning how to lead yourself exceptionally well. See, we always want to look and see about, well, if I had this kind of money, if I had this big corporation, no, how about if you just take care of yourself first? See, you've got to be able to lead you. And too many times we overlook that. We make New Year's resolutions, we never keep them. We set goals and we fall short. And little by little, we fall into what I call a rut, which is basically a coffin with the ends kicked out of it. And we finally say, well, this is just my plight in life. This is the way it's supposed to be. 
And I disagree with that. See, we've got to learn not just to lead, but to manage ourselves. And it's the toughest thing probably out there, to be quite honest. It just is. Number one, I want I want to cover some things that you have to learn to manage. If you, if you want to gain credibility, if you want to if you want to be take that first step, here's some things that you have to do. These are not subjective. This is not something that you can pick and choose. Study and studying and studying people. This is what I've learned. Number one, you've got to manage your emotions. You can't be a freaking dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby. You can't be a drama queen. You can't be some whiny butt that I'm the boss, listen to me, crap. You have to learn that, you know what, life is going to suck sometimes. People are going to piss you off, hurt you, stress you out, cause you to be sad, cause you to be happy. Nothing's going to change, but you control your emotions. I remember writing down on my cards as I was studying success, that leaders and other successful people know when to display emotions and when to delay them. I have some business partners that I do business with, and it's funny how they let their emotions roll, and I just kind of sit there. One of them called the other day, and he said, Dude, you are not only are you organized, but you're controlled. It's like I just have learned to listen. My wife will tell you I can become very emotional. My kids will tell you they have seen me very emotional. Matter of fact, my boys used to tell their friends, Don't ever tick my dad off. He has a long fuse, but once it wears out, all hell will break loose. Now, we've got that under control these days, but it took forever for me to get my emotions under control. Several felony charges for different things, no convictions, but several felony charges because of anger. See, once I started to control my emotions, things changed. Leaders want to follow somebody that's in control. They want to follow somebody that's stable. Sometimes you've got to hold your emotions in check until you fully understand the situation. I remember one of my heroes, General Tommy Franks, in his book, American Soldier, wrote about a devastating incident in Vietnam. He said, I study Eric Attila's eyes. I knew that he was gripped with anguish, but he never let it show. We were at war. He was commanding the troops in combat, and his quiet resolve in meeting this catastrophic situation gave us all strength. In an hour, he would grieve, but now he stood rock solid. In war, it is necessary that commanders be able to delay their emotions until they can afford them. Well, you need to look at this in every aspect of your life. And when you look at great leaders, military, spiritual, you know, political, doesn't really matter. The ones that thrive hold and control their emotions. Ronald Reagan was probably one of the best at this. He knew when to get emotional, get angry, have resolve. Have compassion. We all must do that. The second thing you have to do, you've got to learn to manage your time. A business partner the other day was standing at the hotel. He said, Troy, when did you tell me I need to get your reservations? 
I said, dude, I've already made the reservations. I just need you to get us our corporate discount. And he said, when is it? I said, March 4th through the 9th. He said, dude, I have never in my life made reservations that far in advance. One of our other buddies was standing there and said, that's why you were going to four or five hotels last night trying to find a room. Same thing with plane tickets. Everything in my life I try to manage when it comes to my time. Cassidy, my 16 or 17-year-old now, should be 17 this Sunday. This Saturday, I guess. Is my assistant and, and takes care of me in ways that nobody's been able to. That's because it's just natural for her. She's constantly controlling her time. But think about this for a second. So many of us go through life and all we have to show for it's the dash between the day we were born and the day we die. My dad, cantankerous old fart, toughest man I ever met, has got a brain on him that's second to none. I mean, it's amazing to me what he has locked up upstairs, but yet he won't share it. For almost a decade now, I've been saying, Dad, can I get you just to write down just some of the story, some of your life, some of the history of our family, so I can pass it on to the kids. And he doesn't have time. I even told him, man, I'll get a recorder or something. You can just record it, or maybe that'll work, or put it in the computer or something. Because to me... That's special because he has so much information up there that I know that as he's telling stories, he'll give me nuggets of wisdom. Now, don't get me wrong, he's written boatloads down over the years, and and I've got so much of it. But I thought about that the other day. I thought, man, I know my dad sometimes gets in one of those little pissy moods, and other times he's having a blast. matter of fact, him and I, we, we share some of the same traits. He gets his intelligence from me. Thank you. Or maybe it was the other way around, or maybe I'm just a chip off the old block, and that's why I'm so angry all the time. But we got this movie we both like. It's called The Christmas Card. and it, it's, a, it's always, I love it, because the old man in that reminds me of my dad so much. But there's always nuggets of wisdom being shared in that. And I always think, man, if I can just get my dad to share those wisdoms, you know, because if you can manage your time and you find the time to, to share with people what's between the dashes, then you leave a legacy for people. Instead, we just go through life wondering why we can't get everything done. My dad taught me a long time ago, and I've told some of you this. Son, get out a three-by-five card, write three to five things you've got to get accomplished that day and just do those. If time gets away and you can't get them all done, put them at the top of the list for tomorrow. That has worked wonders for me. Third thing you have to do is manage your priorities. Now, this is something I learned from Maxwell years ago. 80% of the time, work where you are strongest. 15% of the time, work where you are learning. 5% of the time, work in all the other areas. It's that plain and simple. See, when we manage our priorities and we stay in our sweet spot, I, I'm, I'm talking with one of my clients on this because I personally believe that the CEO's role in a company 
as the chief experience officer is to get out from behind the daggum desk and build the company. Be the voice on the trainings. Be the voice that is, that is leading the people correctly. Get out and work with the leaders. That's what I believe. Sometimes I have a hard time with that. But if you look at the most successful companies growing in America today, inside or outside of network marketing, the CEOs are active CEOs, not passive CEOs. Jim Collins wrote this in his book, Good to Great. Most of us lead busy and undisciplined lives. We have ever-expanding to-do lists trying to build momentum by doing, 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 and doing more. And it rarely works. Those who build good to great companies, however, make as much use of stop-doing lists as they do to-do lists. They display a remarkable amount of discipline to unplug all sorts of junk in their life. I believe that. It's powerful. Have a to-not-do list. Number four, manage your energy. Huge stuff. Huge, huge, huge. We talked about this the other day. You have to control your energy level. Well, Troy, I'm just so tired. You don't understand the stress in my life. I can't sleep at night. My son and I were together yesterday, and this is what he's telling me. I said, dude, you're like 26 freaking years old. What stress can you have in your life? Well, I have a girlfriend. I have a couple kids. You know, well, no, you don't have a girlfriend. You've got some ex-girlfriends, and you've got a couple kids. So I'm a 26-year-old. I had three or four kids. I had a wife. I had my own business. But, Dad, that was different. I've, I've got I got to work with degenerates. I said, okay, but you're allowing it to affect you. You're not controlling your energy level. I said, you have to start thinking about this. I said, what you put into your mind controls the chaos in your life. You have chaotic life. Your brain doesn't turn off. You can't sleep. So this is what you've got to work towards. Focus, focus, focus. But you start by eliminating things in your life. He said, okay, share a little bit. I said, okay, here's a prime example. You've got a lot of activity without direction. It means you're doing things that just don't freaking matter. That's not going to change your perspective. It's not going to change your life. I said, so now what's happened? You've got all these burdens, all this stress on you, and, and you don't even know what action to take. So you get depressed. You get freaked out. You go drink half the night, or, or you sit and play video games, or you watch movies, or you sleep. Yeah. I said, okay. I said, how much conflict without resolutions in your life? Think about it. So now you can get more stressed. Yeah, I said, okay, then eliminate the stuff. And this is easier said than done, so don't get me wrong here. But if you put all these in, and folks, listen to me. If you put all this in there, if you start looking at everything we've covered, managing your emotions, managing your time, managing your priorities, that's going to help you manage your energy. It's a plain and simple deal here. It takes a little bit of time, but you can do it. Number five is manage your thinking. See, what we put into our mind <clears throat> will come out in our actions. 
when we were growing up, it used to be, you know, that if you watch that show up there, you're going to do something. The Bible says that as you think it, so shall you do. And I thought, think that's a bunch of cockamamie crap, because I thought about killing four or five people. I'm not going to do it. But then it dawned on me as I got a little older. When you dwell on negative crap in your life, you don't have room for the positive crap in your life. So I'm sitting here and I'm reading this verse in the Bible where Jesus says, if you think about killing your your neighbor, you have killed him. Only he didn't say it like that. He said, if you think about committing murder, you've already done it in your mind. And here's what I've come to a conclusion on, and this is sure not the, theologically sound. You know, I had somebody the other day say, Troy, how come you never became a preacher? I said, because I don't know how to filter my words. My wife would be embarrassed. wouldn't even go to my church probably if I preached. But here's the kicker. The person that you start to murder is yourself. Because all of a sudden you let the stress and the anguish and the frustration all get inside of you. You, you lose your energy. You, you get depressed. See what I'm saying? I mean, man, there's some, I'll tell you what. Hey, forget the spiritual stuff in the Bible if you don't believe it. Just the common logic that there is can freaking change your life. It may not get you to heaven, but it would change your life. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow. If I change what goes into my mind, I'm going to change the actions coming out. Maxwell wrote a book, Thinking for a Change. It's a phenomenal book. I write in journals. I have three-by-five cards. I write in notes. I wrote in my Kindle. I write in my, my iPad, all this stuff. You have to you got to manage your thinking. Number six. I may not put filter in my words, but I do manage my words. John Wooden once said, show me what you can do. Don't just tell me what you can do. Art Williams used to say, sounds good, but it's probably just talk. See, I believe your actions need to match your words. Don't just go propagate everything you can do. I was on a late call last night. One of my partners called me up from our, our, our equity group, and he said, Troy, I need you on this call. we got some techies on here. I want you to listen to what they're doing. Tell me what we've got. And he knows my background. Phenomenal gentlemen that were on this call. I mean, they were kicking butt. They were sharing their, their goals, their dreams. They were looking for some equity, sharing what they were doing. I mean, it was some powerful stuff as we listened. Then we got down to some Q&A. And I said, guys... You're telling me that you're going to devote so much energy and effort to beta testing this new technology in 30 days that it would be ready to launch at the end of a second month in business? Yeah. I said, I don't even think it would be through the alpha phase of testing yet. I said, I'm going to tell you that right now. I said, we need to go through the alpha stage, the beta test stage. I said, we've got to make sure that we've we've tested this under some heavy duty numbers before we just go out and try to market it. So let's let's give a little bit more leeway. Because I understand that it's easy to say I'm going to do this. It's hard, especially with software. You got to manage your time. The power of words is immense. It's huge. Well-chosen words have often Stopped a flying army. It stopped. One of the things that, that God has blessed me with is the art of negotiation. 
and I can sit down between two sides and we can discuss things. And as long as both sides really are amitable on finding a solution, a win-win, usually we can take care of that. The first time I realized I had this, this gift, I'd come in as an equity partner in the 1990s with a mergers and acquisition firm. We bought a feed mill in Kansas City, Missouri. We had one driver, and he didn't like spending the night out in the middle of Kansas delivering feed. So he goes to the feed workers' union and decides that he wants to unionize our company. We have like four freaking employees. So the next thing I know, we're up before the Labor Relations Board because he's filed complaints. I'm sitting in the union hall in front of these gigantic suit-looking dudes from the Feed Workers Union, and they're telling us what they're going to do to us and how many fines that they're going to fine us with. And I'd taken the time to go through all of their paperwork, and I said, well, here's what I see. I see a really small company with four employees, one of them a truck driver. I said, I grew up in the Teamsters. So if we're going to have to unionize, I can pretty much tell you it's going to be a Teamster house. It's not going to be a doggone union I've never freaking heard of. I said, second of all, let me go push across to you the actual disciplinary actions that we've had to apply to this gentleman. And let me also show you the little bit of time that he's been away from home overnight because of issues. As they looked through that and, and they discussed it with their attorneys, they looked at me and said, why would you go to the Teamsters with one truck driver? I said, because basically you would be pushing my hand to do that. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I said, but we pay our people above what your union scale says we need to pay them. We provide them with benefits that if they were in the union, they wouldn't have these kind of benefits. And we give them off whenever they want off, and most of the time we pay them. We never did become a union house, but I made some really good friends as they started to realize the logic sometimes that gets misplaced because of political differences. It was because I learned to manage my words. I never overpromise and underdeliver. That's what you have to do. Number seven, you got to manage your personal life. I don't know how many leaders I've seen kick butt publicly. And so freaking screwed up privately, it's pathetic. Man that I just totally admired. I've learned so much from him in the last two decades, since the turn of the century. And because he couldn't manage his personal life, I watched his whole world crumble. To this day, it bothers me, because I think, man, could I have done anything different? It was a rags-to-riches-to-rags story. It's like, wow. And because he alienated so many people, even the people that he helped become multimillionaires turned their back on him at the end. All because you soon find out that if you're not leading yourself, you cannot influence others. That's the tough part right there. It's what hurts. See, if you want to influence others, you've always, 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 you have to be able to lead yourself first. If you can't lead yourself, you have no credibility. 
I haven't gained the influence within the home-based business arena because I'm some highfalutin dude that can manage a bunch of other people. It's because I started out managing myself, correcting my issues, looking at myself, and learning and to deal and try to help others. See, that's how we're able to go out there and and start on a road of success. But if we're not willing to work on ourselves, if we want to try to cover it up, if we want to have our 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 habits, our addictions, or whatever you want to call it, I mean, the freaking world's crazy. Okay? I mean, it's, it's daggum crazy. They call all this stuff everything anymore. But I'm telling you what it is, is a lack of self-discipline. Now, don't get me wrong. There's mental issues in people. I'm in. I understand that. But the majority of people just don't have that discipline that they need. They see some stud out while they're dancing, they start doing the little wiggles on him, and the next thing you know, they're having an affair in the back seat of a car. Or a businessman's on a trip, decides to go down and have a have a bottle of wine or a glass of wine at the at the happy hour put on by the hotel and there's a lonely businesswoman there, and before you know it, they're in her room. A mom of three, husband waiting for, wrong place, wrong time, can't control their personal lives. They see an opportunity to cheat the company, but the company won't know. I mean, they deserve it. All of a sudden, they got ethical dilemmas. You have to learn to control your personal life. And if you can't lead yourself first, you're never going to be able to lead others, not long-term. Folks, I hope you had a wonderful week. We will not be on the air on Monday. I've got to be on the plane, on a plane to Phoenix. We will be back on the air on Tuesday. And we may be back on the air on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We will definitely be on the air. I'll be at the A&MP. We're going to be covering some stuff. I'm pretty sure I will be. I don't, you know, don't quote me on that. You never know. But we've always got the archives. We've got everything running. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're... In a home-based business, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive powered radio.